It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Tiller. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to the official Superhero Slate review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes, surprise, surprise, if you didn't know this, because I feel like some people don't know this, Mm -hmm. this is the end of Phase 4 for Marvel, for Marvel. Yeah. so yeah. I think uh, maybe towards the end of the review, when we get into spoilers, we'll probably maybe touch on Phase Four as a whole a little mm-hmm. bit because we'll be in spoiler territory. We won't have to worry too much. And then you know, if you're subscribed and you listen to our normal weekly news episodes, I would say probably within a, a few weeks, we'll probably dive yeah. into more of what Phase Four was a little bit more, do some analysis, if you will. But yeah, mm-hmm. this is the. Yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say tip of the spear of Phase Four because I feel like that denotes the beginning. So is this the butt of the spear, the well, electric butt of the it, spear? It could be. I, well, there's also I, I think to be fair, although I think the ramifications are smaller. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, as well, so for those thinking this is the last thing this year for Marvel, you're wrong. This is it. But well, I think year chronologically, year wise, yes, it's not yeah, the last thing of but the year. But I, I believe officially this caps off. Well, phase um, four. nope, Guardians is Phase Four. Um, but I, again, Disney, I, the Disney Plus one-offs things, I don't know if that holds weight here, right? I think that's a, it's kind of like how Ant Man ended Phase Two, and I don't really think like that's really a, f- a fair assessment of ant-man right like i'm like yeah oh. I, I we pro I, I guess we could use the word hard ends and soft yeah. ends yeah of, uh yeah. guardians will be the uh the, the soft uh, end? i guess the ho- well, no, well now i don't know uh-huh. i don't like talking about hard and soft on podcasts well, it makes me uncomfortable well i mean <laughs> we're here to really you know make make people squirm in their seats while they're listening yeah. to us but but yeah it, it we we have uh gotten to black panther wakanda forever probably um, one of the, again, the biggest question marks for movies coming out of Marvel in the past several years. I remember, again, we were there when it was announced in um, at San Diego Comic-Con in 2019, right? We and, mm-hmm. and when it was announced, it was an entirely different beast. The film they announced there is not the movie we saw this week uh, due to the, the tragic and unexpected loss of, of Chadwick Boseman several years ago. So um, I think, you know, this is something that everyone's kind of been wondering about and, and, and kind of wrapping their heads around how this is going to shape up take place and and honestly uh you know move forward with 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 that yes and just like we do all uh review episodes on the podcast we're going to start with spoiler free thoughts and then we'll give you warnings before we jump into the spoilers of course Mm -hmm. but usually we like to pepper in a little bit of our movie going experiences because unfortunately we don't get to see movies in a vacuum pretty much ever unless you get a chance to be at home and even then like your phone's going off and a a dump truck could be driving down the road outside so you're never absolutely in a vacuum and I know Chris had a, uh, yeah. a neighbor that he told me about, but so did I. Okay. I had a, a very, very tall and large man sit down next to me, um, which typically is not a problem. This could come in any shape and form, is a very loud mouth breather. Mm. So I had to listen to just... 
pretty much the entire movie, yeah. and it was it was kind of maddening. Luckily, if there was an action scene going on, really something high intensity, it would drown it out. Well, but th- this movie, unsurprisingly, is full of a lot of really dramatic, like silent, yeah. touching moments. And uh, even this man would catch himself of being, oh, I'm breathing too loud with my mouth, which made it even more annoying because I knew he could control it if he thought enough about it. Uh, but then he would just like let it go so that you know I, I feel like I've been on a lucky streak going to the movies the last couple of times but y- y- yeah unfortunately was, I mean did, did, did you hit him back <laughs> did you blow some uh, jalapenos or or, or you know oh my gosh. Bre- back in the face I mean, he could. He was. He was a massive. He was. He was massive in in stature and everything. He could have. He could have crushed me. But yeah, um, yeah unfor- right. uh, it, I don't think it colored my movie experience uh, too much. But yeah. you know, I think people get a kick out of us going out well, into, let me, into, into, into the real world. So, well, Chris, what about you? I'm gonna. Mine's a mine's a similar situation. A normal person uh, sitting to the left of me. Uh, my wife uh, to the right, and then we uh, one of her friends, uh, her colleagues, uh, actually went with us. So we, we had a, a, a nice little little group. And then to the left of me, this gentleman fell asleep during the movie several times, uh, <laughs> and he would start to do the mouth snoring, right? Like oh my the, god! Like not the, like the full <laughs> snore, but like a little bit. I'm like, so I would like resituate myself to like try to maybe see if I can move his seat a little bit, like to maybe jolt him awake a little bit. Like, again, uh-huh. I don't think it tainted my experience because. You know, until you really brought it up, I'd almost forgotten about it. But, like, like he, he, like, during, because there are some very, very dark scenes in this. Not so dark that you couldn't see, but, like, the entire theater is dark, right, Um, in Mm -hmm. this movie. There are also some very silent scenes uh, in those dark moments. So, I could totally see how if if this person was tired, they would want, they would be able to fall asleep pretty easily. Now, I don't think that's indicative of the movie quality, you know, out the gate. I think this man was just very, very tired. Because uh, I went to a seven o'clock showing, not late, not early, um, pretty pretty standard fare here. I believe you had a seven o'clock your time as well. Yeah, I, I was at seven thirty. But I will I will uh, go to bat for this man and say if we, if we knew the entire maybe experience of his life, because I have I have fallen asleep once during a movie and it was due to jet lag. So mm-hmm. we had just gotten back from an international flight. And I was very jet lagged, and I fell asleep during during the movie. It was a very strange experience to, to wake up going like, "Where'd half the movie go?" So mm-hmm. maybe there's extenuating circumstances yeah. to this man. I, yeah, well, exactly. I, yeah, I, I don't blame him. I think um, yeah, it's it's the uh, the the snoring, the the like the steady increase of volume as as the snores were were building uh, as he kind of went to a deeper slumber. So hopefully, I was able to knock him awake a couple times and and, and you know get him back going. But I, I think. Again, very, very interesting experience. Um, now, I will say the other thing in my theater, um, uh, the Cinemark, which is the one I, we are we are currently going to, which is across the street, uh, had a Black Panther statue light-up popcorn bucket, Mike. And, and you know me. <laughs> I love my, my, my Marvel movie popcorn containers. Um, These are getting so elaborate. Like yeah. I feel like like the research and development departments for these concession companies like had nothing but time during the pandemic and just yeah. dreamed up the most elaborate devices for holding yeah. snacks. So so half of it is the Black Panther statue, and then the other half is like a square purple bucket that um, lights up. And um, I, I we got it actually without the popcorn because obviously you don't want to try to clean it later. But I think that light would annoy the hell out of somebody in the theater uh, if you mm-hmm. if you were trying to eat out of a glowing bucket. Oh my god you just reminded me of my traumatic another thing that drove me crazy is we were at the end of a row which meant that we were close to those like safety running lights that run along the walking
walking past in the theater and I don't know what was happening, but like three or four of those like little LED bulbs in that strip was like absolutely blinding. Like my wife yeah. had to strategically like place her legs in like purse to like block it. It was it was insane. Like I can't yeah. Those little things drive me the most crazy because it's just like the most fundamental part of going to the movie theater is just lighting in general. And like, there's just like one, and it's like even crazier when you know, like, you're like the only two people that are having that problem, you know, because the way it's like positioned. So, Mm -hmm. oh, traumatic experiences. Well, yeah, and before we go, the other thing my wife got, they had color changing cups. I don't know if your theater had the color changing cups. So, my wife was Um, instantly on board with these are they are white and, and purple and then when you put stuff in they darken uh, based on the, the the coolness of the liquid so <laughs> I, she was very enthralled with that so we have one of those now um to the collection so it was a fun they did have like a little merch cart in in the movie theater like lobby they were like get your black panther blankets because you know the theater is cold or t-shirts i'm like good lord they are really going all out for this stuff so um yeah i i, I think i think the overall uh, I like building my own home theater for this, but I'm glad that I'm able to watch it in in the the full theater experience. So, um, I think first things first, Mike. We always jump into the box office right before we get into spoilers. Let's just talk a little bit about this before we get into our reviews and stuff. So right now, um, this is as of like five minutes ago. Uh, this movie is looking to make 190 million dollars opening weekend, which is nothing to scoff at. Obviously, uh, had an 84 million dollar first day, and this is um, at this projection. It will be behind only Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for this year, um, which yeah, is surprising because cur- I thought it would be more. But um, I guess yeah, I just don't remember cur- Doctor Strange. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what the legs are on it, right? That yeah. was the most um, memorable part about the box office story of the first Black Panther. Of it. it just had legs, man. It mm-hmm. just went and went and went and kept making money. didn't stop and it picked up steam. We'll see if this movie does uh, the same thing. But, yeah, I think we all knew that this movie was going to be uh, successful, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. not not a big surprise here. Yeah, no, not at all. I think I think that's, yeah, really about, like I said, I want to see what the total is. I think this really, um, you know, I don't think there was any question if there would be a third movie, whether you watch the film or not. I think, I think um, money-wise, I think there will be based on the success, yeah. right? Like, they're yeah, bringing we, the money. We, <laughs> Yeah, we already have, like, I don't even quite remember it's an official confirmation, but heavily, heavily implied that there's going to be a Wakanda series mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Um, so, but, yeah, well, the, this franchise and the land of Wakanda is not going anywhere. I believe there's a couple, and we'll talk about those in our regularly scheduled news episode um, mm-hmm. that we'll record later and you guys can listen to if you're subscribed to the show. But um, other than that, we've not really, really talked about this movie, Mike. Uh, we're, we're recording mm-hmm. this a day early. Thank you for, for doing that. This is my fault. Uh, but we can jump in here. Mike, I'm going to go ahead and let you have the floor to to tell us, tell the council here what you thought of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah, well, if I had to quote Robin from the Teen Titans, I would say I'm satisfactorily whelmed. You know, I wish I could have uh, more kind of a raving review of the movie, but I just kind of thought it was okay. You know, I felt like it It filled the time. I left the movie with a new experience, but it's just so strange. I feel like with a movie with such, um, with such a, a dramatic plot and real-life world, like, um, bearing down on the movie with its, um, with its own consequences, that I feel like I, I left the movie theater maybe less gripped than I wanted to be, right? You know, uh, the, this film deals heavily with themes of 
you know, loss and family and trauma. And you might even be able to say that those themes translate over to the entirety of Phase 4 for Marvel as well. But I just kind of felt like I saw a movie that was maybe a little, little too long with maybe characters that I wish were slightly more likable it's weird it sounds like i'm really bearing down on this movie but overall there's things i absolutely loved about this movie i love the addition of namor i love Mm -hmm. the backstory and plot that they added to the character i thought the uh some of the 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 new lore that they've added to this additional uh realm of the mcu worked really really well for me uh, I loved going back to Wakanda as well. Anytime I got to see like exterior shots or little like, you know, communities inside of Wakanda, I was just like, screw like Avengers Campus at Disney World, like rip out those industrial like warehouse structures, like make the Marvel land at the Disney parks, um, Wakanda, the Wakanda like, section, yeah. so, so much more visually interesting. So I loved it whenever we were doing all of that. But yeah, it just kind of felt like, you know, a little disjointed. And we'll never truly know exactly what the movie was supposed to be if we were um, fortunate enough to have uh, Chadwick around. But yeah, I feel like I'm still kind of like processing the movie in, in the head in my head, and I'm sure we'll get into it when we talk about spoilers. And maybe I'll maybe the things will rattle out and stick a little bit more. But yeah, I just kind of felt like it was okay. I was you know monitoring the the reviews over the last couple of days. I think it was when I first saw kind of the first reviews coming out, I think it was sitting around like an 80%-ish on Rotten Tomatoes. I looked, I think, maybe on Thursday night, Friday morning, it had jumped up to like 95%, and now it seems like it's settled down more in like the mid-80s, so it seems like it's still trying to like find its uh, critical approval. And even the audience score has jumped around as well, so um, yeah, I feel like maybe I'm not the only one that's alone trying to figure out where exactly this movie uh, sits with them. But yeah, so weird combinations of things I liked and things I thought were just okay. Um, I was able to rewatch the first Black Panther um, just a few hours before I went and saw this one. And then I even clicked through uh, Infinity War and Endgame to see all of like the different Chadwick parts. I just kind of wanted to, you know, just revisit the character and as much as the world as, as I could. So I was I was primed and I was ready to go back. And I think we talked about on our news episodes as well that we were eagerly anticipating this movie as well. And I don't know, maybe my expectations were too high, but yeah, overall it's it's a it's a it's a good movie, right? But I think it just didn't quite reach where I was hoping. It would be so, Chris. What do what do you think? Spoiler free about Wakanda Forever? Yeah, I, th- I think I I'm gonna be better probably than you. Um, I, it's hard for me to say is this the best Phase Four film, right? You know, when you compare that way, uh, because it's it's different. This is a different superhero movie. There's there's a lot in here that I would say are is weighty, like very weighty um, for a film of, of of a superhero film, right? You know, we have serious you know tones and other movies. You know, it's similar to like Civil War, the Captain America movies, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, very, very heavy, uh, all about, you know, uh, death and, and, and trauma. And this movie, you know, has a lot, you know, there's just a lot on it. And I, and I think maybe the weight of that added on to the weight of what this story is saying can make you feel probably like this is not, you know, this is not a normal superhero film. This is not something, this is, again, not Spider-Man. This is not doctor strange or even i would say it's quite the opposite of thor ragnarok we saw you know just a couple oh, months ago oh entirely like, this is like the almost the, 
yeah. the antithesis of yeah. Uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, it, and you know, not to say Ragnarok didn't deal with death and loss, but I think you know it it took it in one way, and this this takes you know that that grief in another way. But like, it, it is it is hard to I, I agree, it's hard to say what what is this movie, what does it do? I believe it does a really really good job. You don't get something this. I would say impactful and emotional in a movie with this kind of budget, right? Like they're like, Hey, you're coming to see this movie. You're going to get action scenes. You're going to get quips and, and you know, you're going to be entertained the whole way. There are some very, and for lack of a better term, atmospheric moments in this, right? Where it is just sound, like it's just natural sound, right? And, and silence and, you know, you've got to got to sit there. You're with the characters on screen. You're you're feeling what they're feeling. You're processing yourself. So it's not, I'm, it's not like a normal movie like you would go out and see. Like, hey, this is a, this is a Marvel movie. You're you. They spend a lot of money. You're going to be entertained the whole time. No, you're gonna. This there's a roller coaster of emotions in this film wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I I, I can't say uh, I personally shed tears, but I, I can tell you there are people in the audience, obviously, who who feel that way, who who cried with the characters. There are laughs, there are actions, there are some hell yeah moments. Um, there was a, a applause even, tw- two applause, one at the end of the movie, one in the movie. So I think there's a roller coaster for emotions in this movie. I, I don't know if I would agree that it's too long. I think it needed more. If I could be completely honest, I wouldn't say a longer movie, but I think it needs maybe a, a part one and a part two of this. Uh, because to me, what you know, other kind of, I, my complaints about some of the the Marvel TV shows, the end of it just kind of happens, uh, and you're like, okay, well, this is this is the end now, and and we they had to wrap it up because obviously we're running out of time to to show movies. We can't drag this on forever. So I think it it ends almost too quickly and too neatly for me to be like, ah, I absolutely loved how it ended. But throughout the whole journey, it it is not it isn't. Um, I would say it's not an easy watch, right? I think there are some things you're like, why are these people being this way? But when you step back and think about what some of them, the characters, and maybe even the actors themselves were going through during this production, it, it's not... Um, you, you've, I kind of understand them a little more. And I'm, try, I'm trying to be as vague as possible because there's a lot of stuff in this that you know you don't see in the trailers. And I, I'm try, I tried to go in as blind as possible, right? You did the same. Uh, so... Yeah. I, it's hard to be very specific about things when I want to want to talk about them. I think there's some, uh, in honor of I guess how does it handle the loss, the passing of Chadwick Boseman. I think it's a beautiful passing, uh, right? Oh Absolutely. yeah, it so. was. I would say it was a little bit of a needle to thread, right? You know, I, I was and I was very curious on that. You know, how exactly are going are they going to explain this narratively in the story? Is it going to be respectful? How is it going to motivate the characters moving forward? And I would say all of those. I would say every almost every decision that was made for this movie was the right decision for mm-hmm. sure. So I will I will definitely yeah. give a hundred percent credit for that. Yeah, they handled a very tragic moment very very well uh, and with a lot of grace. So I, I mean, do you think maybe now we can jump into yeah. uh, spoilers so we don't yeah. have to kind of tiptoe around? A lot yeah, of I, I think so. And, and like I said just before we get in, I would not envy anyone at the helm of this movie or making those decisions right like those are things like you know again everyone's like do you recast do you go on what do you do in this situation and i don't Mm -hmm. i don't envy the decisions that they had to make to get there right um because they definitely didn't do this in their sleep or overnight um but i you know i think we can both agree like it is a very 
beautiful passing of, of the torch to to this new Wakanda overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into reviews in a second. So if you've not seen this movie, now is your time to go watch it. Um, go check it out in theaters or pause here. Come back, listen to full spoilers uh, going forward into this. So, um, yeah, I think the just just out the gate because you know I, I've sent that out the intro scene, the Marvel logo with the all of T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman stuff Ooh, being in there sucked all uh, of the air out of my theater. Oh my yeah. gosh! Like you know, usually even when uh, the scenes are quiet at the beginning of the movie, you hear people like shuffling around or there's like a little bit yeah. going on in the theater. Man, you could have hear a pin drop. Yes. and uh, they did something similar. I I believe when uh, Stan Lee passed yeah, as well. I, I don't think, remember what movie that yeah, was. It was Captain Marvel. To. It was Captain Marvel. Um, oh, okay, and I think that one at least maybe, did that had some music or something to it as well. Like this just had. Mm-hmm natural sound like nothing else mm-hmm. other than like you it, it's it's hard to explain it was just like if someone recorded in an empty room um mm-hmm. and played it under it so like like you said it's the quiet it's quiet but not fully quiet but nobody moved nobody said a word nobody nobody was crinkling their 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 snacks during this yeah. moment and it was very much everyone in solidarity for that moment of silence at yeah. the beginning and the only and the only time we ever saw uh, like a new depiction of Chadwick in the movie was the mural that's painted on the wall at the beginning of the film. Mm -hmm. We do see some uh, flashes to other footage from other films when I think Shuri is kind of thinking about her brother. I think it happens in the third, in the third act. If I remember correctly, maybe in the end of the second beginning of the third kind of, yeah. Yeah. So they, they may, they made the right call. I'm sure a lot of people in the back of their head were thinking, Oh, are they going to do some of that Disney stuff where they do some sort of CG Chadwick? And we don't know. I mean, uh, it is one of those uh, unfortunate circumstances that, you know, is coming. So you know, there's always a chance that maybe Chadwick wanted to appear in it. So, you know, there could have been a line item somewhere in a contract, but I feel like the decision that was made that was great. They kind of, for lack of a better term, peeled the Band-Aid off very quickly at the beginning of the movie. They're like in it. Yeah. We like hear like Shuri's uh, distressed voice before we even, for the footage even starts to roll on a black screen, yeah. uh, trying to save her brother. Um, so yeah, it goes very, very quickly. And then that pretty much is propelling our characters through the yeah. entire film is, is the loss of T'Challa, which is the most, is the most logical decision to move this yeah. story. And, I mean, you don't lose a character of that magnitude and don't make it your entire film. Yeah. And I think the, the point of that also is like, it's the nation is, is recovering and they're doing fine. And even, you know, um, Ramonda, Queen Ramonda is doing, you know, she's lost her husband, right? She's lost people before. So she's handling it well, but, but Shuri, is the opposite spectrum of that. And that, that drives a lot of her actions, which I think you said, you know, some of the characters are very unlikable and she goes through mm-hmm. some very unlikable moments in this movie. Um, yeah. But, but, it was, but I think it's based it, on her, her emotions and rea- you got to think about it a little bit, but like in the moment you're like, Oh, that's dumb. That's really dumb. Yeah. I, yeah and I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, it, I don't know what it is. Maybe I just can't uh, pull some of uh, my real world opinions away from uh, Letitia Wright as a person in the, in the real world. Uh, but I could say, you know, um, unequivocally that she is a very, very good actor. I mean, she, uh, she was uh, emotionally powerful on screen. Uh, I, I could feel that she mm. was Shuri and dealing with the loss of her brother. But I don't know, even with all of that, I don't know what it is about the character that I don't 
particularly I'm not really drawn to. I don't really like mm. all that much. And maybe it's maybe it's it's just maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just the transition of her character just like being very quirky and snarky and not exactly uh, at the at the front of the line in the earlier movies and then now she has to be thrust into this um this position of power i don't know i mean it's weird because it's like it, it, it even the movie gets it like it's it's rushed she's not she's supposed to be just like the the technology princess and now she's being put into boots that she's yeah. not ready to fill but i don't know it's just a strange feeling i wish i just enjoyed the character more well i don't know maybe we'll be able to grow into it as we as we move forward but yeah i wasn't really super excited when i saw shuri on screen i was more excited when i got to see characters like okoya or namor or mbaku those were like the characters that i was like really excited to see and and i think again i think you again it's it's her journey right like you know she didn't have a three movie journey she's kind of got a movie journey like to go from like Mm -hmm. oh i'm the you know again you watch the first one she's like he's she saw her brother. She flipped him off in the first movie, like within the first two seconds of her being there. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, she's a child. She's got intelligence, but she doesn't have decorum. She doesn't know mm-hmm. how to work with the council. She doesn't care really, right? Like she's very, I guess I would say hyper-focused um, maybe, and that, that doesn't really pull a lot of it. I, I didn't mind her so much like when she was trying to be that, that leader, whenever she is in um, Talokan with Namor, right, in the suit and kind of going through and like, talking to him and they're having conversations i didn't mind those parts as much uh as that but i think you know it it is you know the 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 kind of how i mentioned the movie just kind of ended it was one of those things like she has to hurry and grow up a little bit right within like two seconds and i'm like i don't it's very fast it didn't feel as earned um but i want to um you know just just so you know we we say here we there was no doubt sure he was ever going to be the black panther i don't think anyone ever questioned that who was going to be under the suit right like I feel like that was like everyone knew that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I I feel like was reinforced when I went back and watched the original Black Panther, like I, like even though the mantle of Black Panther is very sacred, the very first thing you see in the first film is that it can kind of easily be transferred to another mm-hmm. person. It is basically a combination of a flower and a suit, and it seems like this the the movies have kind of been evolving the lore a little bit of that purple flower Mm -hmm. because uh, in the first film that flower is supposed to give you the strength of the black panther but in the context of the scenes that we see early on in the franchise is it seems like it's just kind of giving you heightened senses right it's not making you a super soldier it's just kind of making you probably more aerobic maybe have heightened reaction and stuff like that it's the suit that's kind of really giving you those superhuman abilities that's at least how I yeah, perceive no, it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I I disagree because I think the suit was more of a defensive thing, right? Because, you know, if that was the case, they would make that vibranium suit for every one of their warriors, I think, in, in Wakanda, if that was the case. Because even Shuri, like, once she ate, drank the, the herb and came back, she was able to punch that suit across the thing a little bit there. So either way, I mean, I, I guess I'm glad they stuck to the fact, like, they couldn't remake it easily, right? Like, I, th- I thought they could be like, oh, well, we found some more seeds and we... We brought back yeah. the Black Panther, but I think that ties into um, what well, we can talk about more about Namor in a second. I'll let you finish up there. Yeah, I was gonna like the. I feel like the 3D printing of a flower. You know, I, I, it's not that big of a deal to me, but I felt like it was a little 
almost too much of an easy way out in a way. I like really liked how uh, Killmonger just like burned them all in the first film. It felt just like so final. It made the the lineage of the Black Panther feel so much more at risk. Mm-hmm. So and and I, and I guess really they probably could have moved forward with that idea if uh, Chadwick was still with us. But yeah. I guess they're kind of like, oh, if we knew that this would have happened, we probably wouldn't have burned all of those flowers. So um, they, they had to solve a problem they didn't have yeah. when they, they first did it and I, I yeah I, and and even though i don't know maybe one day in the future you could like 3d print like an like you know something organic like that to me it just felt like a little like a little too far-fetched in a way of like i know wakanda is like very very technologically advanced but i i was just kind of like oh we're, we're 3d printing flowers i i don't know that but that was just a little bit of a pet peeve it didn't really distract me really yeah. all that much yeah so the other big thing in this movie is obviously the introduction of Namor and the Talakons or Atlanteans, if you're in the comic oh, books. Chris, I think you mean Namor. Uh, y- yes. With um, a very sensual voice attached right. to it. <laughs> very, very much um, against Spanish, the uh, Nino Sinamor, uh, the child without love is where he got his name from, which makes no sense that the other girl's name was Namora. Um, I'm like, mm. you gave him a great name, but why does she have Namora? That doesn't make any sense, but I, it's whatever. I feel um, this is where I wish the movie could have been longer. I wish we would have had more of them and their culture and like that city. Because so, I think it's really Chris, cool, but I, it felt very short. I will solve your problem. If you want more time with these, I, I'm just going to call them Atlanteans because I don't remember like, exactly, ta- ta- I don't remember exactly what... The, Talacons? Yeah, okay. Talacon is the, the name of the city. So yeah. All right. If you if we want more time LA's. with these Talacons, throw entirely out the Martin Freeman CIA plotline. It mm. didn't matter. It had Ooh. almost no Ooh. consequence. This is where this is where it's fun because this has the biggest consequence going forward. Well, the, yeah, going forward, but it felt so much like oh, we just need this here to build mm. up, you know, the next movie, the next bit of the next phases. Yeah. Like it just didn't need to be in this film. I liked Martin Freeman's addition to the uh, first movie, but there was better ways you could have added oh. them to the film so, throw them out entirely this make them like a post-credit scene or something like that and then just give me phase, more, more phase five and then possibly the introduction of dr doom will deal with his and obviously uh director uh valentina val's um thing this is this is going to go to a war with wakanda i believe this will either wrap up phase five or possibly phase six i think this is the thunderbolts movie we've been promised will be with wakanda uh somehow some way don't know how they're going to work that out yet, but I, I'm pretty sure it does. But I don't think, honestly, the the small minutes they had was fine. I, I think the I, I there's so much more with Namor. Like he again, I appreciate that he just popped up out of the water, right? Like when we meet him the first time, they didn't like it wasn't like a subtle introduction. They literally just popped up, and he's like, "I'm here, you know, here's your thing, whatever." Um, I, the uh, or the the vibrating, but I'm also like kind of like they're like, "Okay, go get the the person who created this." Um, who technically didn't create it, the, the government had it, it look like, right? So I'm like, why would he just go after the government and not this child? But then they found the child as well. There, it was very convenient to fight um, 
or to find and fight Riri Williams in Boston, right? Um, yeah. This thing. This, yeah, I would say this is a pretty sloppy part of the movie overall, even though I don't necessarily think the idea is bad overall. I think yeah. the idea, because the whole time we were thinking, heading up to this movie, oh, how do these, uh, you know, underwater uh, people get pissed off at the surface world? Because that always seems to be the plot line for these underwater cities, no matter yeah. what comic book or mythical world that you're in, right? They got to get pissed off at the surface world. How are we going to do it? So I actually liked the idea that they also had vibranium, and yeah. vibranium is the reason why they were able to physically change you know i feel like that's a very good explanation because that is very much an important thing for me in the mcu if you're going to bring somebody magical or super powered into this universe please give me a rock solid foundation of why they are there and he's officially a mutant they they call him a mutant i would say um I would give him more mutant dumb than the Kamala Khan because it was more of a question, but yeah. I'm glad they, they even, did give him the mutant background. And even his mutant powers were kind of explained kind of in a way of just like, well, his birth was special, right? Yeah. He was inside of his mother when she drank that. So it's almost like that explains the mutation more of just like, oh, there's, you know, there's, there's a, an X gene out there, you know, floating around in the population. Yeah. Um, so I like the idea that this is just what, what does another city look like? This is almost like an, a controlled experiment. This isolated world gets vibranium and this world on the surface gets vibranium. I really liked that contrast to it so it makes sense that you know they built it up that the world wants vibranium it's a very important metal doesn't Mm -hmm. scan on metal detectors it's very very uh, powerful so it makes sense that these other nations would be striving and looking for it um so i thought it was pretty funny that they cast what was what's her name lake bell yeah lake bell poison ivy voice in the harley quinn show yeah she's she's a fairly famous actor and i was surprised that they dispatched her so quickly i was like oh wow they're adding lake bell to the mcu and then as soon as i finished that thought like no she's dead so i thought that was yeah. pretty that was pretty hilarious i did i, did, I didn't think it was it was in, it was a good introduction of name on a show a he flies so he could grab a helicopter and literally throw it back at the ship kind of like as strong as the hulk or the thor or thor would be right kind of in the situation yeah. to and set him he was up in that a, he was in that really dark silhouette yeah. too, so just this ominous like man like floating in the sky. Yeah. I thought was really really cool. Uh, but going back to your point of this vibranium detector, I don't think I necessarily needed an in-universe explanation of how this thing got made, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, in like it, I flash back to the very first Avengers when they're trying. I think they're trying to track. Are they trying to track Loki or something like that? So they're looking for a specific like Game signature, signature that's yeah. like coming off a of stone. So like they've already built the idea in that like finding rare things in the world isn't like you don't have to go out of your way to do it. And then I didn't really understand okay, if it is, like, why did it have to specifically be Riri? Like, I understand she's smart and intelligent and she made it as a science fair project, but she almost seemed surprised that the U.S. government even had the technology, so how secret is it? And what's hardest for me to believe is that, like, the U.S. government can co-opt the technology, but they can't make it again on their own. They have to get Riri to, like, build them more. So it didn't make any... Because like the, it, yeah. the 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 cat was already out of the bag as soon as she built yeah. it, she shouldn't have been the crux. Right. And that was the thing they made her. She was like the she was the inflection point for like these two worlds crossing, and that felt like the weakest point. It, like it, yeah. she shouldn't have been in in the middle. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you know nothing against the the actress who played really really her character. I th- I actually really enjoyed her as a character. I think she was really fun and very smart. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I think she's going to be 
fantastic going forward. Yeah. But and she brought some much needed levity to the yeah. movie as well, because like even though we are dealing with very serious themes and issues, like. I'm still going to a superhero movie, yeah. so occasionally I need to be reminded that we're allowed to have fun in the theater. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, showing, A, she's smart, and she knows how to make a suit, and she can't take it with her, so that's why she's going to build her own for her own show. Totally fine. Get it. Understand. But I think the, the better choice, and again, hindsight's always twenty twenty when we do this, when we look at these movies, is like, it would have been better if the Wakanda was trying to protect another nation from Namor attacking, right? Like, hey, look that would have put them in the crosshairs of each other. Like you can either protect these people who are hunting for vibranium and are coming after you next because we know they are, or you're against us and we will come after you like they did in the movie. Right. I, I think yeah. the the child who made this, who didn't know she was making it for the government is entirely irrelevant. You're like, no, we, that that's the dumbest thing ever. I've, I've ever, I wouldn't say the dumbest. It's the most nonsensical decision in this movie next to Ramonda taking Okoye and, and taking her her position away because you know she was <laughs> oh, she was blindsided by Atlanteans uh, on, on yeah a it's like it's like that's not that girl's fault yeah and also um, I have to say I don't know if this is uh, um, uh, uh, a far out there opinion because I didn't know it it didn't work really well with the Star Wars prequels but I would love to see the MCU lean more into geopolitical politics because mm-hmm. I just find it very interesting you know obviously get somebody that can handle the story with um, with uh, some with some some real insight to how you know uh, these different nation states could work but I was getting very interested to see like oh Wakanda is very very powerful they're showing up to these like UN meetings like with uh, with like uh, with these bad guys like in chains yeah. and cuffs and everything and then the whole idea of like oh yeah what would it the, the only good thing I liked about the CIA plot line is when um, uh, Martin Freeman and Julie Louis-Dreyfus talked about like oh what if the United States happened to be sitting on top of vibranium the world would be totally yeah. different I was like oh I love this idea it's like it's like with great power becomes comes great responsibility for the state right. of Wakanda. So I love that idea. So I'd yeah. love to see that more uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but, I, I, I believe, and I, I, I fully think new world order and, and, and probably also more Thunderbolts are going to get there for you. Right. I think those are like very politically charged films uh, with their titles. Um, I would say, you know, I, I, bef- I there's, there's so many great things to talk about this. I, I want to say one more bad thing. I didn't care for the ending battle on the boat. Um, oh yeah for such for for a movie that's taking such a unique kind of perspective on you know the mcu formula right to really lean into like this um this trauma and loss to just end in a very unremarkable third act battle i mean even the design of the boat wasn't very cool like it it like it didn't really look like anything it looked like somebody took like an old stainless steel like iron yeah right and just like put it in the ocean and flipped it upside down i was like okay Mm -hmm. yeah i i think the that uh you know it's just a lot of action of course there's a lot of people back and forth there were people and elanians and and wakandans you know dying back and forth but you didn't really see any of them dying you didn't really see a lot of it right it was kind of very you know, just just generic battle across it while the the real fight was going. I, I think it was very impactful when, when um Shuri did rip off the wings of Namor's feet. I was like, oh, this is yeah. getting brutal over here. Um, I think that battle was way more way more interesting. But I think th- how it ended, obviously, um, and then they just showed up and like, okay, everybody stop fighting. Was really that's that's that abruptness I was talking about. I'm like, 
oh, this isn't this like this just means they have to end this movie, and this is well, how they did it. And it's almost one of those things where it's it's a trope that I usually don't like in movies, but kind of presented to us in a different way of like the hive mind type of situation where like, oh, we can defeat this entire swarm of bots or alien as long as we destroy the hive mind, right? Mm. Uh, the the leader, the queen. Uh, that, and that's basically what Namor was. Like, oh, if we just get Namor to call off the troops, all of this drama um, will yeah. be over. So it, it felt like a little, a little convenient. And also they have to kind of do this weird thing in the third act where we know Namor is so kind of supposed to be this... Um, um, I, I don't want to say like lawful, maybe lawful evil. I'm trying to think where he lands on the um, on that D and D chart, right? Um, so, but we know he's not supposed to be just like a pure madman. He's like lawful so we gotta, neutral. I, I would say, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've also uh, visited his like his people, and we've seen the that these are just like normal living lives that just happen to be located under the water. Yep. So you can't show like vicious bloodshed, right? Otherwise you're just like getting way too dark for the movie. So you have to do a lot of things like, oh, if they're getting stabbed with the spear, right? We can't show it right away. There's gotta be lots of like punching and people flipping off the off the boat. Yep. You know, we can't just show like really and what we want to see. And that's actually kind of what happens in the first film as well, right? You know, when T'Challa returns to Wakanda yep. and a Killmonger is controlling the troops He's just like, well, I can't kill these people that I'm going to potentially try to get, you know, rule back for, you know, so I guess yeah. kind of had to like push them off to the side, like throw them off screen yeah. or whatever. So yeah, it makes it just a, a little yeah. less exciting. Yeah. And at that point, though, of a, of a movie so heavy to just have a generic action scene is was I would say not a disappointment, but just kind of like an oh, yeah, like, well, a, like okay, I get it. I know it. It's fine. But it, like you could have done better at the end of yeah, this. Well, and to just keep, you know, talking about action scenes in general, I thought the second act action scene of when they attack Wakanda way more entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. first we get to see more of Wakanda, which I've been begging to see more of. It's so interesting and visually unique to everything else in the MCU. So I loved it when we actually get to go there on the ground and see them trying to save the citizens and like get reminded that this yeah. is a real place. And it was really, I love seeing, I love seeing the physicality of Namor in general, right? He doesn't just fly with his little wings too. He kind of does like these little air jumps. No, he's which juking all are, over the place, man. Yeah, he's like left, juking. Right. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. He yeah. is that cell phone back in the day that the juke, that little thing that yeah. looked like a pack of gum that flipped open. He is that, he is that phone indeed. Uh, and I loved it. And he was very powerful too. So, you know, like you, he could take on any like, any like dragonfly looking yeah. like ship that he comes across. Yeah. So, and, I, and when he gets underwater too, he's like moving around like a freaking missile. So it's, he's awesome to see that. I like some of the, the some of the slow-mo ramping scenes were cool. Like yep. when he punched M'Baku and it broke his yeah. you know, armor. Wait, Winston Duke back. was a, a charm the entire movie. He, he came in, oh. his first presence was him chomping on a fucking beef jerky stick at the, yeah. the council. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is going to be fun. Oh, Chris, I, I must correct you. It, was indeed a carrot because they are vegetarians. Oh. If you don't remember the line from the first movie, 
Uh, they are because remember it, he threatens. It's to, impossible to beef eat. jerky, Mike. You just told me about this like, <laughs> like thirty minutes ago. Because because he threatens to eat Martin yeah. Freeman in like the first movie. He's like, oh, don't worry, we're you know we're vegetarians. Yeah. But yeah, I, so are are we to assume that he is the ruler of Wakanda now at the end of the movie? I, I think he, yeah. I since think he goes for a challenge. I think they're gonna do kind of how Black Panther. I guess Civil War was right. There's a, a leader of Wakanda and then a Black Panther of Wakanda. They are not mm-hmm. one in the same. It, it looked like going forward. Yeah, um, but. But Baku is great. He he's just like he's like kind of like the perfect example of an MCU character, right? Where he can be serious and really mean what he says, yeah. but also he can kind of get those laughs out there to the audience, right? He can really he it's just like a very entertaining character through and through. So I'm I'm glad and Baku made made it through the it, made it through to the end of the movie. Yeah, and he's also had a really um a, a good journey as a character, right? When you meet him, he's like the Jabari, you know, we we're going to challenge you. I want to lead, right? You've you've yeah. opened us up to the outside people and who we are. That's not the way of Wakanda. Um, and then yeah. he's come. They're like, very like, isol. They're very isolationist. Yeah. And, and he's like, you know, hey people, you can come stay with the Jabari because there's no water up here, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you know his, his journey as a character has been fantastic. Um, again, not to mention you know again Nakia Koye, uh, even Ramonda. Um, you know, I I. I I had heard that she probably would, you know, wouldn't make it through the movie if I was like going to be like, they were only going to, you know, have, uh, I guess of the of the family of four, um, only one person remains, right? Of the the T'Chaka, Ramonda T'Challa, and only Shuri remains out of this. I would say, while it was very very cool to see Michael B. Jordan show up um, mm-hmm. as Killmonger again, I am disappointed they did not bring back T'Chaka or the actor who played her father. Um, and only had her mother, right? Because like the actor's still alive. Like I'm, yeah, he was I, the I, Black Panther. He was, he's been in the ancestral plane. He is important to this family. Like, I don't know why they just kind of wrote him off when there was an opportunity to have both him and his yeah. her mother kind of be there together. Yeah, I I wonder if maybe it was just opening up a can of worms that they weren't ready to touch, right? Mm-hmm. In a sense of like, well, if you bring back the mother and father, there's no reason that uh, T'Challa wouldn't also kind of be in that family lineup advising right. her. So maybe this and it, I thought I felt like it fe- felt correct emotionally wise because she was very much being driven by revenge and that was yeah. very much oh, what no, Killmonger I, was I, driven by. I, I, but I think I it do, was great. I to do be agree. There. Yeah. Like. I wanted her to have that cathartic moment though, where she did get to see her mom again. And they kind of did a weird thing where they kind of flashed cut her, to like, it. Yeah. yeah. But like, a, but like canonically, it didn't feel we don't really know what, we don't really know what that means either. Yeah. Like we were very, the, the rules were set very much in motion that you have to like physically, or I guess like mentally go to the ancestral plane through a ritual in order to kind of communicate with the ancestors. You don't just to get, get to like flash to it in your brain so it almost just kind of felt like oh we want this emotional um connection but we can't you know bury her and have her eat the flower again so that was a little bit of just kind of like oh that's it, it was that's a con- it was convenient for the plot in the moment right and, and mm-hmm. that i think again sums up the, some of the third act and, you know it's convenient mm-hmm. for the plot in the moment because we have to move this forward and have to wrap it up pretty quickly yeah but overall I mean, I feel like we've been negative, but I, I really do think this movie did a great job with the weight that it had to carry and mm-hmm. how impactful it really was on the, I think on myself and the audience as a whole, because the, it's, I, again, like I said earlier, I don't envy anyone who was in this movie or had to do this, but they had to yeah. make some decisions that were not easy and definitely not clean due to 
you know, what they were dealing with. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can put it this way. I can very easily point to specific things in the movie that I loved. It's very easy for me to do an example of like Namor, everything Namor from top to bottom. I, I loved, uh, Namor, but everything else that maybe I didn't enjoy a whole lot about the movie or I thought was less than it's just kind of more of like feelings or vibes or just kind of general ideas which is makes it a little bit harder to form my opinion which is kind of why I just kind of lead to like maybe this is kind of like a um maybe one of the better second tier movies is how maybe I would kind of organize it in my head if I had to kind of classify Marvel movies into different uh tiers this one's going to be hard to put a ranking on like I I I can't I it's like if you look at it from a pure action scene, right, and like you know superhero portions, not very good, right? Like it's not it's not the best one out there. But like as a film and 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 what it tells us and what it does again, the idea of of grief and loss, which it doubles down on at at the end of the the second um, act, right, with with the loss of Queen Ramonda, like it's very much a weighty film. Um, and uh, like I feel. It's hard to even process it still, like you you mentioned at the, at the start of the show, because I just don't even know what to think about it. Because yeah. there is there's good things in this, there's great things in this, like real emotion, real how people would react in these situations. But you know, also we're in a um, you know comparing it to superhero movies, it's fine, it's fine in in the realm of 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 what it what it exists in. Yeah, I mean, if if I'll I'll touch on like one last thing that in, in general that I I didn't like, and then I think maybe we can go on and maybe talk about the uh, post post credit scene, which I actually enjoyed of kind of where they're going to maybe take the movie uh, franchise moving forward. But I, it felt like they were maybe trying to push another theme in this movie of progress and moving forward and possibly embracing technology because the idea of embracing technology embraces Shuri, the creator of it. And they they, they very much go out of their way to show this, like, what is it, Midnight Angel? Is that what the suit was called? Yeah, they, and um, that is um, a comics accurate, uh, I guess, separate, the, uh, I guess, Black Ops version of the Dora Milaje. Yeah, and they, they do go out of their way to say in the film at the beginning that Okoya does not like... Uh, the way it looks and i was like i agree with you girl that thing looks strange i saw some people online that say it looks like a crossover between like the predator because it has kind of like some kind of braid looking materials behind it and um i don't know something else going on with those eyes all the way to the side right Uh, so we have those which are essentially like mech suits they could like fly they were they were essentially Mm -hmm. like iron man armor technology and then you also have uh, Riri Williams' character who has her highly polished um, Wakanda version of her armor. So I was just like, at the, so at the end in the third act, I was like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting like mechanical suits. You know, I'm get, you know, I'm getting this now. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a Black Panther suit as 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 well. I don't know. It just felt strange. I was just like, what, what, there's this weird injection of technology that it feels like it's only here to well, sell toys almost in a way. Like yeah. I, I got like almost like a cynical vibe of it. Like, I feel like we, if we're, if we're going to go out of our way to put Riri Williams in this movie, Ironheart with her suit, we definitely don't need the midnight angel suit in here. It, that just felt unnecessary. I, I I'm going to lean away from like here to sell toys. I don't think when they did it, it was there. I think it was just a way to be like, look, you're dealing with again. They wrote the Atlanteans are much stronger, right, than the humans. They and they they go out of their way to show us that, and like we need to level the playing field a bit. And and while 
it is not necessarily, you know, they're not visually appealing. I do see the design, like the African design and the, the teal, the, the patterns. I, I would say, despite people mentioning calling it the predator stuff, I think that's part of literally like the, the braids of the culture. So I, I, I disagree, but also, you know, knowing the comic books, knowing that those are, that's a part of a team, a black ops team. It looks more like a black ops suit. Now, I, I'm also going to say, I think there is a, um, a B plot or maybe even C plot of like, tradition right versus technology because they kept saying like you're not traditional you're not following the rituals right to to shuri um because she's younger right then that her ideas you know build more technology she has these gifts to to be smart and use the technology and, and how can she you know going forward i mean i think that's probably why she's not the leader right and that's why uh mbaku is leader because he follows tradition he understands the culture and she's very much the, I guess, chief scientist, if you will, of, of the country. So I think that that kind of lost maybe some of its weight, some of its clarity throughout. But I definitely know I can see what they were doing with both of those things. Like you're, she doesn't, she doesn't care. She didn't even believe in the realm, the, the spirit realm, right? When she went there, that's what they said. So um, I, I think there's some growth with that. But I, I think let's go, let's go into the end, the end here, mm-hmm. the the extra. The, the mid credit scene because there is no after the movie scene it, 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 there's only one scene and it's after the credits it's a very long it's an extended scene but I think it's also hard to call it a, a mid credit scene because it literally yeah. picks up the the frame after <laughs> the movie yeah. ends as well it was almost like we got a little commercial break at the very end to yeah. see the uh, credits and then they just kept the reel rolling yeah so this um it takes um Shuri to to Haiti where. Um, Nakia is living and, and teaching, right? Doing her her outreach, which she's been shown to do in the films, and she's introduced to uh, T'Challa, Prince T'Challa, son of our T'Challa, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of saying, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say president. It's the I guess it would be the only family Shuri has left, right? Um, that, mm-hmm. she, that she knows about, so that's important. But also the ability, I think, to if they you know age up this child, they could have a younger. Son of T'Challa, T'Challa, son of T'Challa, later down the road, if they wanted to. Yeah, it, it does. Like without my, my brain, obviously. Yeah, my brain obviously goes uh, strategic to uh, MCU. You know, when you introduce a new character like that, and I, I look their age, I try to envision in the future, and I'm like, oh, you know, here, here's yet another young character that we could add to, you know, mm-hmm. the Young Avengers possibly in the future. You know, they were were they six years old or i don't remember the exact age i i want to say it was six who um or hello can you hear me who who is six who is six years old oh the uh t'challa the kid oh yeah he i I thought you meant like you were talking about the other younger i'm like the other young avengers are more like 15 plus i'm like which ones are six i thought i thought my microphone was cutting out i was like i was like like, he's i think he's a little too young for young avengers but no but what i'm saying like strategically if like if feige knows the young avengers is hitting disney plus and like you know four years right the, mm. you know the kid could be like 10 maybe couldn't really be on the team but you know could be kind of like hanging around young avengers campus or something i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah it could be i think it's fine i think if they go because there is no black panther 3 on the on the current release schedule yet i think it could mm. be possibly one of those movies in between um the avengers movies it could be the first of a phase seven really right i think there's opportunity there but um, yeah, they, they have opportunity to, uh, to I guess age up or, or, or move time forward for this for this child who you know I think is is a great way to have a T'Challa without recasting a T'Challa. I think that's a very um, 
please everyone kind of thing without, or I guess not offend everyone. It would be the other. Maybe it's not pleasing everyone, but it's not offending everyone throughout this. And I think, you know, even, even if there isn't some strategy, it is nice to, to help Shuri show you do have family left in the world. You are not alone um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it was very, very emotional, very, very good um, scene uh, throughout there um, through that whole thing at the end. I think it's very, very touching for that character. Uh, I, I am sad that we did not get a post credit scene or, you know, the the, the off rumored Doctor Doom appearance. But yeah, know, it's it's it's, yeah, it's like a weird yeah, it's a weird way to, to end uh to end phase four, right? You know, um uh what's I'm trying to remember what's the sports analogy because obviously I don't know sports of when uh Home run. you kind of when you <laughs> when you kind of bring in like new management or something like that it's kind of like a a rebuilding i think they call it like a rebuilding season or a rebuilding year right it felt yeah. like the entirety of, fa- of phase four was just and- like a rebuilding year of like we don't know exactly what we're gonna do also we were cut off at the legs due to a pandemic yeah you know w- you know we're trying to uh do new storytelling on Disney Plus in a, in, a, in a different format as well. Things didn't come out in the order we wanted to come out in. Not only was, were things delayed, we had to move the order of release things around, which mm-hmm. kind of changed the stories of th- some things as well. So, I mean, I think, you know, they did the best with what they had. It, it, phase 4 was never going to be as good as phase well, three was because it's you, you, i mean they capped it off absolutely perfectly so, they got they i always i am always so surprised and happy that they were able to get end game out just before yeah. the world fell apart right i mean just absolutely perfect timing came out at the perfect time but i would say i don't think anyone could really give a whole lot of meaning or strategy behind phase four it yeah. was just like well let's just see what we can do and they're, they're, we'll move forward and restructure in phase five a little bit better well i think there is strategy here because if you look at a lot of these movies they are about new beginnings introducing new characters right um while you know again thor black panther duck strange are all like sequels we did we did meet a lot of new characters through these movies um which is great because if we were just redoing the same thing over and over again but we've got to meet these new characters like you said after phase one two and three right phase three is great because you've had two phases to meet all those characters and work up with them so this one being you know as kevin Feige said a, a, a new introduction phase of new characters we have two more to to work with them and i think i think that's a great opportunity judging by everyone they've added to all these these um tv series movies as extras uh, are new characters i think there's a lot of opportunity there to to grow with them over the next two things and by the time phase six we're like oh we really like them now or, or hey they've really come into their own um because sometimes beginnings are awkward um you know introductions yeah, are awkward yeah it's that first day of school right we're trying yeah. to figure out where to sit yeah. still and, uh but once and, you get more into the semester you got tons yeah, of friends and, that you're hanging out with and you know we said you know they are not they have forward thoughts but maybe they're more reactionary than we initially used to say right so they're reacting to how people are, are meeting these new characters and i think there's I'm very, very excited to to go down the, the roads with some of them. Especially, you know, again, Namor lived, um, Talokan lived. You know, the, he has a plan. Again, like you said, it's not necessarily evil, but, like, he's, like, he knows what he's doing. He's, like, whenever, you know, now that now, you know, we owe them, we're going to use that to our advantage a little bit. Um, whenever the, the world he knows will come after their their vibranium sources because nobody knows about Talokan existing. Um so I'm excited to see see more of that, um, 
and, and, and dive into this. I Again, like I said, it'd be awesome to have Doctor Doom clash with them another nation, right? But it seems like um, America is going to be the one to kind of go after them with Thunderbolts, I believe, down the road. Um, anything else? Am I forgetting anything throughout this? I, I think. I, I mean, the the movie the movie was dense, had a lot yeah. going on. Uh, there are other things I'm sure I could mention, but uh, I th- I feel like we got we got to the root of it. We got we got to the point. Uh, no. Audience knows our opinions. And as most things go, uh, I feel like if you kind of put us, the two of us, in a blender and mixed it up, you'd have a kind of a good down the middle opinion yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. of of the movie. And I don't think so I think I, I don't think we're ba- again. I don't think you're bad. I don't think I'm bad. It's just you know, it's it's different. Like to sit here and think about it, it's like this feels like a different movie than yeah than everything else. So yeah, obviously I, I could recommend the movie. Yeah. I still believe it is a is a, is a it's a competent film with mm-hmm. great filmmaking, right? And yeah. it's just you know. I wonder. I, yeah. I I I will always wonder. Maybe what it would have been, right? You know, no. kind of like when you when you watch uh, the Dark Knight uh, Rises, right? There there was always plans to have the the Joker and Heath Ledger return. You know, that could right. have been a totally different film uh, with that. But or the good like the said, good version of the the was it the, the Rise of Skywalker, whatever that last Star Wars <laughs> movie was, the good yeah, version before J.J. Exactly. Abrams came back and ruined yeah, it. or at least a different version. But as you said at the top of the show. They're dealing with extreme circumstances, uh, yeah. a loss of a, a of a character of great magnitude. Yeah. Uh, they are dealing with a pandemic. They are dealing with the um, the the social ramifications of now their lead actor and some of their opinions out there in the real world. So a lot of things to juggle, and I think uh, Ryan Coogler ended yeah. up with uh, probably maybe one of the the best things that could have came out of it so yeah. um it was an uphill yeah, battle so, regardless which way they were coming yeah. out of this one so yeah yeah so stay subscribed Kudos. listen to the superheroes Light podcast i'm sure we'll be updating you weekly as the movie progresses through the box office see if they can recapture that uh financial glory mm-hmm. domestically for sure for that first film so uh stay yeah. tuned stay subscribed and uh listen to our news every week that's right so people will know what you're up to what you're doing where can they find you man Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, maybe. We'll see if it's still yeah. around in a while. I'm, I'm taking Twitter and, out of mine. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and TikTok. Yeah. And uh, Chris, people want to follow you. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Valdan87. Or every week. We're here doing this show every week uh, on SuperheroSite.com or anywhere else. Yeah, podcast. If people want to know more about the show, where all the other good places other uh, than where they're listening. Where can they find all that stuff at? Yeah, our headquarters, if you wanted to find our undersea domain, that mm-hmm. is very easy. You don't need to take a underwater jet stream like the sea turtles in Finding Nemo. You can just head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. It's the best place to find our awesome show notes and our upcoming yeah. release calendar. If you're curious when the hell the next Marvel thing is going to come out, when's that next DC dropping, when's Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out, we got an awesome upcoming release calendar. Very, very easy to parse and look through. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else love to listen to fine podcasts you can like and follow us on social media if these platforms even exist into the new year even like facebook like laid off like a ton of people so uh who knows the the best thing to do is like this is a podcast right yeah best thing to do is just subscribe and follow so mm-hmm. head on over to youtube we're there we're obviously in rss feeds yep. out there in the world find us on spotify itunes 
Stitcher. I mean, we we inject this thing into every uh, podcast platform that'll 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 have us. So you can get merch at superheroslate.com/store. We love hearing from you. What did you think of Black Panda: Wakanda Forever? What did you think about the Phase Four as a whole? How would you rank it? What are you looking forward to in Phase Five? Uh, is this a soft or a hard end? Oh, no, I, I shouldn't have said it. You're, but, you're starting <laughs> the show on a, on a soft or hard end. But yeah, anyway. but we, uh, yeah, is this a hard, yeah, I'll, no, it's a hard end when I say goodbye. It's, yeah. I'm soft ending it right now, I suppose. You're just dragging we love our out. Su- <laughs> we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, it's very easy. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We will catch you on our regularly scheduled news episode. See you there. Hard end. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe.